Hello, and welcome to The Vergecast, the flagship podcast of TheVerge.com. This episode of The Vergecast is brought to you by a vodka company. I have a story about the vodka company, actually. The reason I interrupted you, Paul, mm-hmm. Paul was in the middle of saying something really interesting before <laughs> I just started talking I over him. It was great. It was going to be great. I want you to say whatever you were going to say. But hold on. First, I have a story about the vodka company. By the okay. way, hi, I'm Neil Patel. I'm joined here by Paul Miller. Hello. Russell Brandom. Hi. Joining us from the West Coast, live, Dieter Bone. Greetings, mobile accomplishers. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we're getting old. Uh, the studio door, by the way, just wide open. Anyone else can welcome to join in. Yeah, because you, you started this podcast like you're like John Wayne. Yeah, just cowboy <laughs> in. Here's what I'm saying. If you're in the Bryant Park, New York area, just come on down to our studio and join the Vergecast. Anyway, uh, that's the four of us. I tried, this is a true story. I tried to register the Scissor Vodka trademark. Mm. Uh, and I was uh, shut down mm-hmm. by our lawyers beca- because there is another vodka brand, or no, not vodka brand. There's another trademark for all alcohol except beer, Tijeres, which T-I-J-E-R-S. Tijeres, something. Mm. It's not clear to me if it's, it's supposed like to be in Spanish. It is. I think yeah. it's Spanish. Okay. It means scissors. Wow. Wow. And the, this, I learned all this. I used to be a fucking trademark attorney, <laughs> and it all came flooding back. Mm-hmm. The, the doctrine of foreign equivalence is an absolute bar wow. to registering a word that translates to an existing. What so if, this is brought to you by Tijeres Vodka. What, <laughs> what if you cut through the night? trademarked whatever is Spanish for safety scissors? <laughs> if you want to, by the way, the trademark is owned by Francis Coppola Wineries. So Frank, wow. if you're out there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ford, can I call you Ford? Uh, give me a call. I have a great idea for a vodka brand. My recollection is that Emily Yoshida is close personal friends with Sofia Coppola and could probably hook us up. You should ask her. I feel like that's not going to go well. <laughs> but Emily, if you're out there, I need Sophia's digits so I can talk to her dad. <laughs> About his scissor, about his <laughs> vodka yes. trademark. Anyway, his, scissor vodka. Yeah. Cut through that. Like, can you, can you say uh, Cortara Traves de la Noche? I cannot. Uh, that's Cortara Spanish. Tra- right? Cut through the night. Oh, is it? Yeah. Cortara took, Traves de la Noche. Here's, the, here's another story. By the way, we have right. so little on our rundown for this episode, it's just going to be chaos. <laughs> uh, here's another story about my youth. Uh, to graduate from the University of Chicago, you have to demonstrate proficiency in a foreign language. I chose French because I had basically failed French in high school and wished to continue failing it in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like bumbled my way through the written examination, got my C, had to take the oral test, failed my first oral French examination, just like blew it. <laughs> she like the instructor looked at me and said, "You There's a real middle school joke there that I'm just gonna let go." Yep, let it go. Uh, she said, "You didn't prepare for this at all," and I said, "No." Went home. She said, "Okay, well, you, you're graduating. You got to pass this to graduate." Uh-huh. Went home, memorized the entire end of Eddie Izzard "Dressed to Kill," which is in French. Mm. Recited the end of Eddie Izzard "Dressed to Kill" in response to every question she gave me. And she said, "You're graduating, aren't you?" And then she stamped the form and let me go. <laughs> Gosh! Wow! Scandal! Yeah. Anyway, if the University of Chicago is listening, uh, I will be making a donation this year. <laughs> All right, Paul, before we start talking, was talking about something called Ethereum. 
mm. whether it's yeah, real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether yeah. The DAO is real. So this is why I'm so excited to be sitting in close proximity. I mean, I'm happy to see you too, Neelai. Love you. But I'm in very close proximity to Russell. Yes. Up top. And Russell knows what the hell <laughs> Ethereum is. And, we got to start pretty early on this one, don't and, we? We're and like, DAO. So I, I, because yeah. there's a crazy thing happening to a weird cryptocurrency pseudo yeah. company where there's a heist and there's bylaws. Yeah. So much is crazy is happening. But if you don't know what Ethereum is and what the DAO is, you just have no it's idea one what's of those, going on. It's one of those bits where like there's the part in the article where you explain what everything is mm-hmm. and then you explain what happened. And the part where you explain what it is was just getting longer and longer. <laughs> and so we keep saying, like, this new thing happened. But then we're like, okay, so cryptocurrency, like, what is, yeah, what is code? <laughs> um, <laughs> I always go back to that. Um, I mean, you got you to gotta start way at the beginning here. Okay, Ethereum, so, the DAO, are, are we getting okay, into, like, okay. Eastern philosophy? What's so, going on? So, okay, Ethereum is like Bitcoin. Mm. In Bitcoin is like you can transact money with math. And so I give you my number and I put it on this piece of paper and do this thing and then Let's it sends money to you. Let's pretend everybody knows exactly what Bitcoin is okay. and how it works. Okay. So I wrote so, an explainer uh, once. Yeah. You know, Ethereum is like slightly more complicated than Bitcoin. So it basically works the same way Bitcoin works. There's a blockchain and everything. Um, but you can do these contracts and so you can make these sort of more complicated structures that no one owns but like work in an easily predictable mathematical way so like if i'm if i just say uh, uh the buffalo bills win the super bowl i owe paul miller 100 bucks we can just make that ethereum you contract kind of like, you kind of it, like write it in code yeah you can just code it in and it'll do this thing so so people get very excited about this because you can make all sorts of really complex things with that. And Mm. so one of the things they made, and probably the most popular usage of this, is the DAO, um, which is basically a... uh, It's sort of a, a, like, decentralized VC thing. You, like... Invest money and then you get stock. You, you, and invest, then you, you invest real U.S. dollars or real. Well, you, it's you sort invest of kind of real you money. You invest right? Ethereum, which are an ex- exchangeable for real. So you exchange real, real money yeah. to get Ethereum, or you I guess yeah. you could mine well, and, Ethereum. And it, yeah, yeah, it's like Bitcoin. Like it, okay. it is, it's sort of money, but it's sort of so not. You but you could eventually turn it into actual you, money that you could you buy. You get Ethereum with. and then yeah. you invest it into this fund. Kind they know of it's company. called Ethereum. Exactly. (laughs) Well, so it it stands for decentralized autonomous organization, which also is like no one's like in charge of it or owns it or whatever. But you would put in money and you'd be like, this is my vote for what we do with it based on the money that I have. Anyway, people got very excited about it. It's sort of like an investment thing. There are all sorts of ways where if it became really successful, you would be able to like manipulate it in the way that people try to manipulate corporations has, like uh, Carl Icahn or whatever. Like, yeah. Anyway. Has the it point invested is, in anything? Can it do anything? It, these are questions that would be important if it succeeded. But what actually <laughs> happened is it turned out there was, like, a bug in the way that they programmed it, the, the contract, right? So they wrote this really complex contract for how it was going to work. And the idea is, okay, we have the contract. We don't need anyone to be in charge of the thing. We just have this contract. But it turned out they hadn't thought of absolutely everything we might do with the contract. And so there was this way to just get money out of it. 
Um, and so this guy got $53 million out of it, which seems like a lot. That's, that's yeah. what crazy. How did this mystical experience end yeah. up with $53 million so they did to it. steal? It so, is the best Kickstarter. <laughs> well, no, and also, like, you have one of the first pieces we wrote on it. I was asking this guy, like, what's the thing? And, you know, Bitcoin happened, and he said there's just a lot of teenagers with millions of dollars. That's what and I thought. There's just kind of more money than sense is like the classic term for this. I've been trying is- to start a fucking vodka company <laughs> on this show for like six months. Does anybody know where these teenagers are? They're out. I mean, they're, they're living in Hong Kong and Iceland and, and all the free countries out there. Let's go to Iceland. <laughs> no, it's beautiful rich there. Iceland teens. Uh, but yeah, so... There's just, like, a ton of money kicking around, and so that wasn't even all. They, they had, like, it, it was maybe, it was less than half of the money that was in the DAO. That's crazy. Uh, and so, okay, so, but it's still a significant amount of the Ethereum that, like, exists at all. It's actually mm. funny. When I was talking about this, I was, like, we were coming up with headlines, and Dami, who does social, was like, can we call it the biggest cryptocurrency theft ever? <laughs> it's, like, not even close. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I mean, there's just been so much. It's it's rough out there. But so, okay. So then the thing, the interesting thing that happened is if they had just been like, all right, well, fair play, you got the money, whatever. Because some people are arguing that this heist was done according to the rules because the rules are encoded into the code. Yeah. So the code is the contract. So what he did was not against the terms yeah. of this agreement. The thing to Cl- note classic about classic shareholder dispersion. The thing to note about the people making that money or mm. that argument is that it's not their money. <laughs> this is the <laughs> argument you make when it's not your money. Sure. Is you're like, oh well, you know, of course, obviously, if the doors, the door was ajar. I just came in. It was <laughs> removed fifty three million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so. It's just a big hit for them. They don't particularly want to take it. And so what happened is, okay. Wait, so who's they? Well, it's a decentralized currency, so that's an interesting question also. But there are various, like, developer groups. It's like Bitcoin. Like, who runs Bitcoin? It's not, like, just Satoshi pulling a string sometimes. It's like, it's like, it's like an open source project. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and also, like, with any open source project, there's, like, a bunch of dudes where you're like, well, okay, it's mostly them. And then this guy had this idea and he was willing to stay up all night making it work. There's so we just let him. a charismatic figurehead that I read a great profile oh, on yeah. in, I forget what publication did that. Yeah. Well, so it's the, like nine out of 10 that it's motherboard. <laughs> Might've been motherboard. It's probably motherboard. But so the thing, so they have a very strict timeline. So the nature of the DAO is they can take money out and then it's like frozen for 27 days because I guess they knew that people might try to steal things. So they have 27 days and they're like, we're going to patch the currency to make these coins unspendable so that when the timeline's up, the guy just can't run off with this. But then the patch. OK, so, so that keeps happening. And there are a bunch of like troll things happening and people being like. This is a sham, like you're violating the spirit of cryptocurrency. But then what happened this week is. The patch that they were going to deploy, and we're like two weeks in now, so we're about at the halfway point of the time that they have. This Icelandic teen is like, he's just on jet skis. I mean, really, I'm very interested in who it is, because like, (laughs) I want to, you know, if he were were 1% happy with me, I'd be (laughs) like, it's great. Um, But so... 
the that's not really that's how, how rich people work. Well, no, it's like, also I'm not five percent like, happy with you. I can hear yes, exactly that. Here's five percent of my net worth. People don't just <laughs> give you small percentages of their net worth. Sadly, unless you have but, a great idea, unless for a yeah. vodka company or or my restaurant idea, trough. Ooh. I'll tell you about it at some point. Or a bizarre new cryptocurrency. Or a bizarre yeah. new But anyway, so the the thing that they were going to, the change that they were going to make to the currency mm-hmm. turned out to have this major bug, which could like, I don't want to say just destroy the currency, but it would be really bad. Mm. Um, probably worse than just having $53 million go missing. Although we're talking, we're comparing different values at this point, but it meant they had to kind of scrap everything and start over. And so now they're doing this new thing. They were doing a soft fork and now they're doing a hard fork. The Reddit threads on this are really complex, but like basically they now have exactly two weeks. They started with 28 days and now or 27 days and now they have only two weeks to like code this and deploy it. And you never know, like maybe there's another bug in the new one. Like, wait, it's will getting it, it undo the fifty three million dollars. Well, it'll make it impossible to spend. It's like marked bills. So it's like a die pack goes off and then you're like, if anyone tries to spend this, we just won't honor the. And are they making this change to Ethereum or to the DAO? To Ethereum. That's the thing is it's it's also like a little weird because people are like, what if I make a transaction that people don't like in the future and everyone decides it's bad, even though it's not that bad. And then they decide to change the currency so that my transaction for like whatever weird, you know, kind of I'm buying like a strange stringed instrument that people think is lame. And so they're just going to destroy my money. And as far as I understand, you go to stringed instrument. (laughs) I, I usually, when I, I was doing the what's tech for, for cryptocurrency. And I was like, what can I say that's like bad, but not (laughs) illegally bad or not like I'm never talking to you again. And what I came up with was jazz guitars where I'm like, I just want to buy a ton of jazz guitars. And they're like, and like you could imagine people being like, that's kind of a gross thing for you to do. It's like you're going to grow a ponytail. It's weird. <laughs> we don't like you. Also, it's but uh, it's not illegal. We don't Bra- want to Brazilian change the- Brazilian rosewood. Yeah, exactly. Brazilian rosewood. You can't like you can't if you have a Brazilian rosewood guitar. Uh, you can't like take it out of the country. You could get confiscated. Oh, because it's never, illegal wood. I yeah. never thought that this show would lead us to be getting angry email <laughs> from jazz guitar fanboys. Yeah, but here we are. I like jazz guitar, but not everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my own <laughs> idiosyncrasy. At Russell Brandon, everybody, yeah. <laughs> tweet cool. in your favorite jazz guitars. Yeah, and jazz it's great. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I just love this story. This is the most cyberpunk thing that's yeah. going on in the I world. I mean, the funny thing to me is like. Some guy, potentially, and this is also like, so we're saying it's not the largest cryptocurrency heist, right? So for the teens who are getting rich because they bought Bitcoin early, there's also a bunch of possible teens, probably teens. I don't know if this, well, anyway, I have thoughts about whether it was a teen, but like who just sort of figured out how to steal things and then are like, they're like, okay, well, so that's all the money I need. I'm going to go do this other thing and you never find out like exactly how, who it was or what it was. Cause it could be one of the leaders of this project, right? Cause this, whoever it is, is completely anonymous. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Nonsense. So let me ask you this. Here's a dumb cryptocurrency. Yeah. Question. I keep reading over the dominant positive outlook on cryptocurrencies, particularly Bitcoin is that these are the wild West days. It's crazy. But eventually it'll settle down and it'll be the new HTTP. It'll be the new, yeah. even maybe even more fundamental. It'll be the new IP, right? Like, yeah. This, I 
sounds insane what you're describing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we live in a world where Russell has carved out a beat just reporting on heists. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. basically it. Like, yeah, it's heist. a good life. Like teenagers, teenagers heisting I large sums of virtual currencies. Teens. I assume that anytime someone's done something terrible. Teens are optimized to find ways to steal. Yeah. Right. Cigarettes, otherwise. Yeah. They're just I, yeah. CDs, cigarettes, $53 million in Ethereum, <laughs> <laughs> distributed autonomous organization. Yeah. But how do you how do you get from the crazy time? So this is what's weird, is that I think something, you know, people did bad things to each other's websites, I assume, in the early days of HTTP, right? I suppose it was all like college professors, but yeah. I'm sure they were like leaving they were like finding some weird way to screw with someone's website, well, but the, it didn't matter because it was just a website. Yeah, the original internet had like absolutely no security built into it whatsoever. Yeah. And so the first virus was super successful <laughs> <laughs> because it was just a bunch of university computers like on a local land, basically. Right. But like, okay, so so I guess the interesting thing, the problem is all of these tools are sort of things we already knew how to do. Like we already Hey guys. Hey, hey, it's Lauren. Lauren. What? Hi. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I just, I had really big breaking news that I wanted to share that is way more important than all of the HTTP stuff that Russell is talking about right now. I'm not 100%. Um, that's Dieter okay. laughing evilish, evilly, evil, evil, I don't know, evilly in the background. Huge, huge breaking news. So Google has decided to name its newest... Oper mobile operating system, yes. Android Nougat, which is big news in my world, in my life. And that's why this is important, because obviously the Vergecast is all about me right now at it this is. moment. Uh, because I have a cat named Nougat. And when Google first said that they were accepting submissions for ideas for operating system N, whatever N would be, and it's always a suite, I immediately started to troll them online and tweet that people should vote for nougat because that's my cat's name and my cat is the best cat in the universe and um and something seemed to work i'm not taking credit for it I mean, I think you i'm sure that there were lots of discussions in the offices of google i did hear from one unnamed google person that there were a surprising number of submissions for the, for the name nougat and i asked what the other top contenders were i haven't heard back but I would just like to say that my cat is very excited and he is now <laughs> way more internet famous than I will ever be. And that is okay. I think you should take Android, credit for this. You think? Straight up. Who's going to stop you? Right? Yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's that, what maybe that's what I'll go down in history for. What if it's, I don't, I want to be very delicate with how I say this, but what if it's, what if it's a bad name? <laughs> you get, well, the, well, it's a good question because people already Confused as to how they're supposed to pronounce it. So I mean, I, no one's like, "How do I pronounce Kit Kat?" Nougat. Right? Wait, who? What are the other ways to pronounce nougat? Well, some people say nougat, and some people say nougat, and some people. Ah, yeah, I did see somebody. Russell, nougat. you're right. Somebody wrote nougat, like as though you don't say the T, which I've never heard before. <laughs> I'm and surprised some people just look gotten, at it and they go nugget. Yeah, they nugget know. is the <laughs> one. That's the, that's, I'm surprised nugget. it took this long for us to get to Nugget. So I was telling Paul nougat. before, though, I someone gave me a bar of Nougat 
for complicated reasons. <laughs> and I wasn't like sure. plain nougat? Yeah, well, like the kind with the nuts in it and like the white. Yeah. It's like a white gooey bar. And there was this paper on it. And I wasn't sure if you were supposed to peel off the paper. And I tried peeling off the paper and it was really gooey and messy. And it turned out you weren't supposed to peel off the paper. But then like I ate it and it didn't taste <laughs> great and I felt sick. And I had a really negative nougat experience. And if that's what Android nougat's going to be, then I don't know that I'm excited to upgrade. Oh I just God. feel like nougat. On the flip side, though, you it could also be a warm, cuddly cat experience, Russell. I that's think you true. Need Your nougat. cat should be the face change. of nougat rather than the, yeah. the, the, the edible nougat. Yeah. Instead, right. of, instead of the Android logo robot standing on nougat which is on the ground which is disgusting for any food to be literally on the ground being stood on by a robot it could be like holding your cat yeah he really is the biggest he's such a lover this cat he loves people (laughs) everybody that comes over i'm sorry to those of you of my friends who are allergic um because he 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 just meets people and he's like i want to be your friend and i want to sit on your head and rub my fur you look cold i should rub my fur all over your sweater and and he just you know he talks and he's like he's i mean he doesn't like really talk i'm i'm a cat lady okay i'm his official (laughs) uh i'm not helping my case at all here's what i'd like to have happen in, in this world of ours i'd like all breaking news updates to sort of devolve into a guilty admission of being a cat lady Breaking yes. news. I'm I'm just kind of a cat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, Lauren. Well, on the Too Embarrassed to Ask podcast, we we get a uh, someone wrote in our ratings on iTunes that they love the show, but they would prefer less cat banter between me and Kara Swisher. So um, <laughs> I'm I guess I now just go on radio podcasts and talk about cats uh, and technology. <laughs> Dieter is laughing. I'm not sure which comes first. Um, but thank you for allowing me to interrupt your programming for this announcement. It really has made my week. This has been the most organized part of the Vergecast thus far, so I'm <laughs> I'm there for it. Uh, and Laura, I do think that what Russell was talking about beforehand is more important, so I'm going to let you guys get back to that. <laughs> Lauren Good, everybody. <laughs> Breaking news, deep emotional admissions about cats. Uh, yeah, you should just take credit for it. Look, they named okay. they didn't name it after the candy. They named it after one of the finest they named cats it after in America. A cat. Yeah, they took a page from Apple and they decided to name operating systems after giant cats. So, <laughs> Lord, uh, I saw a picture of your Thank cat. you for it letting me thing. interrupt you, and I miss you guys. I miss you too. We'll talk mm. to you soon, Lauren. Okay. okay, bye. This episode of The Vergecast brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, online store, home for your teenage exploits cryptocurrencies it's all included with your squarespace website except for the last one look squarespace is easy creating a website with squarespace simple intuitive process you can add and arrange your content and features with just the click of the mouse paul so click it i've clicked it presumably also a tap of the screen anyway you get a free custom domain squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple you sign up for a year you get a free custom domain for free for a year there's beautiful templates, best-in-class online store, Squarespace award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more. Not even a plug-in in sight. Get those plugins out of your mind. You just use the store. And there's commerce tools, because why else do you have a website? Nationally recognized brands to favorite local shops, Squarespace is trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world. I'm making a around-the-world motion with my finger now. Just imagine that in your car. All the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails are all there in one intuitive in- interface. Squarespace Commerce allows you to understand every aspect of your business. There's also 24-7 customer support. Every member of the customer care team is an experienced Squarespace user working in a Squarespace office. It doesn't matter how technical your problem is or how trivial it is. One of their team is always online to assist you. 
just contact them. Lay it back to you. So I think it's clear, mm-hmm. listeners, that right now, whatever you're doing, you should stop it. Start your free Squarespace trial today. Squarespace.com, the offer code, of course, Verge, best offer code in the business. You get 10% off your first purchase. And I'm going to read this tagline. Squarespace, set your website apart. Ooh, is that a new tagline? I feel like they're really A-B testing the taglines. I really was into Squarespace. Yeah. You should. Yeah. And then Build a Beautiful was there. Here's was, what I want you to do. If you, have, if you heard the, one of the previous taglines and entered offer code Verge, mm-hmm. let's monkey with those A-B tests a little bit. Get back on the website. Offer yeah. code Verge again. Comment. The new tagline really helped me push me over the edge. This would be a good Twitter <laughs> poll. Yeah, what's your favorite, like Squarespace? favorite Squarespace headline? Here's the thing. While we're still in the money zone, mm. I'll do a Twitter poll Squarespace. It's going to cost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Squarespace. Offer code Verge. 10% off your first purchase. Set your website apart by building it beautiful. Just do it. You should. You should. Speaking of Lauren Good and, uh, I don't know, Android. We actually should bring her back. Uh, Amazon is going to start selling certain Android phones with um, special offers. So you can get like 50 bucks off of a phone and then you get ads. Why do you look so pleased, Paul? All the time. Paul just loves the capitalism doing things. (laughs) (laughs) Like the idea that they're like, how do we squeeze more money out of this? I I went to Amazon.com and I wasn't logged into Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of in a new browser tab. Amazon wasn't ready for me. Yeah. Huge image phone for $50. Was it, just was it one of those blue phones? Yeah, the blue phone. It's there's only two crappy phones. That. What's the other phone? There's the blue. There's the blue, and then you can get a Moto G. Right. The new one, though. Yeah. The blue has one gigabyte of RAM, eight gigabytes of storage, which... Oh, um, man. Which basically, what if you have a relatively modern version of Android and eight gigabytes of storage, you end up with like almost nothing. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to like update all the apps, and um, then they have to store all the special offers. <laughs> so, do you ever read that great John Herman piece in the All Shit Phone, Ode to Shit Phone? I think so. It was he used. I think he had a blue phone. He just like used it for a year, and it just slowly disintegrated over time. Um, Aren't they just screwing people? Like, if you have fifty dollars, you can get a better phone. Can right? Yes. <laughs> Everyone just like looked at me like I was insane. But you can definitely get a better phone for fifty dollars than a blue phone with Amazon ads on it. Well, it's not just Amazon ads. It's like every single piece of random uh, Android software that Amazon makes. Like, it's I don't know. That, I mean, that's fine. Whatever. What but- was the weird one that came out with a Fire Phone where you like? Look at it like turns the world into an Amazon store. It was like Firefly, oh, Firefly? or something. Yeah. yeah, it's still in the Amazon app. Firefly is great. There. Is it going to be on yeah. the blue or is that of course too heavy? Okay, what what no. phone unlocked is fifty dollars and then better than this phone right now? Are you talking about like some old phone, like a used, a seriously? Yeah, wouldn't used you rather old? get like a refurbished like? Galaxy S6 for 50 bucks. I don't think even that's going to be $50. A Galaxy S3. Like, I would rather get an unlocked, <laughs> pristine, like, uh, Verizon Illuminate. What the hell is it? Fascinate. Like, a certified oh refurbished Galaxy S3 is $130. 
save the money. Really? Yeah, hundred thirty dollars certified refurbished. Would I'm you sure rather have? A re- well, that's a collector's item, though. So. You say at a certain point, the price starts to rise, and it has right? 16 gigabytes of storage instead of eight. I just, I, 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 I don't think you're going to have a great time with a 50 dollars blue phone, but I also don't think you're going to find a lot of phones for 50 dollars unlocked that are. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, this I is better than Paul most like right Walmart here. Walmart phones. Yeah, you're probably right, but it has Amazon ads. I just don't like ads. I don't want my phone to. I have, hate ads too. I, the bigger piece of news to me today was that the S7 is being sold in the U.S. unlocked. Free, yes, of, free of all garbage. That's great for yeah. the rich people. But so it's nice. Here's the thing. I hate ads. And so I like places where I can like choose to have ads or not. Like, yeah. do you want to contribute and see no ads? Like Hulu. Do you want to pay money and not have ads? Or do you not want to pay the money and have ads? Don't you still, but even if you do Hulu Plus. I think there's like a plus plus now or something like that. That's how they get you. (laughs) I'd like to point out that Amazon Firefly did not recognize my Red Bull can, did not recognize Paul Miller, instantly tried to sell me the MacBook when I pointed at the MacBook. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Like like with phones. Well, it has a more iconic design. You can already choose phones that don't have ads. Those are already available. Now there's another option for people who want a cheaper phone with that. I just think Amazon's trying to get its software out in the world and to like build that base so they have some leverage in all these places. And Probably. Well, they should just eat the cost, right? This is the thing they didn't do with the Fire Phone. Right. Just like sell it at a loss. Well, the, the real thing they didn't do with the Fire Phone was use Google Play services. Right? They, also, it was a bad f- phone. It was like, it was, it fundamentally felt worse. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say this. And you're all going to get real mad at me, uh, but I don't care. It fundamentally felt worse than the prototype never released garbage WebOS phone that Palm was like, <laughs> eh, we maybe shouldn't release this. It was yeah. like glass on both sides. It just, it felt junky and it was like kind of slow and it had the super gimmicky 3D thing. They just had lots and lots of like shruggy ideas and they decided to throw them all at a phone and then release it. I love the the gimmicky 3D thing. Like, yeah. let's put four cameras in the front of your phone, track your face, and make everything a giant weird virtual world. Come on, you can't you can't say no to that. That's that what you want. It seems like something that they do it for like a tablet and install it at Disney World. Yeah, and it's like cool, but like we don't need that in mass production. <laughs> that should be your new column. Well, no, like there's things some, we don't need in mass it's production. Like, it's like, uh, what was the um, 60 frames per second where like for ages it was just something that existed in theme park rides. And then they're like, we'll do the Hobbit this way. And then they sort of stopped. Was that mm-hmm. 240? 48. 48. Or 48. Yeah, yeah. Well, some the, number. But just like more than 24, right? right? And so they had done like if you did the the Terminator 2 virtual reality ride in Universal Studios, it was in 60 frames per second and looked super weird. And that was part of what you were getting. Right. Uh, but then you just have like a huge Gandalf face and it looks like different. Yeah. And it's not really, it's not really effective. Too much change. You might say, can I do my fourth podcast about the headphone jack by transitioning <laughs> this conversation? No, no, because <laughs> I've done a lot of them recently. No. Um, you can get uh, <laughs> so the Straight Talk LG Sunset 4G LTE Android prepaid smartphone at Walmart for fifty bucks. That sounds good. Does it have? They Walmart also sell a twenty dollar Android phone, uh, but it's three G. Wait, that's a column. You Ru- should do. It that. runs KitKat. 
You should get that phone. You should review that phone. Okay. I mean, so I mean it. I mean, great. I definitely bought a thirty-five dollar track phone that ran Android, and I was going to review it, and I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself. I couldn't do it. Listeners of the Vergecast, tweet at me or Paul or Dieter or Russell. He loves tweets. Yeah. Tweet at one of us, all of us. What's the cheapest phone you've ever used? I'm dying to know. And what's what's the cheapest for for a while? Does it have to be a smartphone? The cheapest smartphone you've ever used? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because everybody had like a nineteen dollar Nokia at one point. Yeah, it's just a thing. For selling drugs. <laughs> I'm not saying why. <laughs> we all have murders. I'm just saying it was a thing. Paul, tell me, tell me, look, you run a gadget blog. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's we, a right answer to this question, by the way. Oh, I'm curious you know to know if you're going to get it right. The, the question is talk about a gadget, and there's only one right answer this week. Oh, that wasn't it. That wasn't my question, but we can do that next. Oh, Are you, is the question whether or not I run a gadget blog? Because the answer is yes. <laughs> Is the correct answer. No, tell me tell me about phones right now. I feel like phones are boring. They're over. Um well the snap dra- the we've got we've got six gigabytes of RAM mm-hmm. is a thing now. Yeah. Um which apparently the OnePlus three did not like make full use of, so they're gonna push out like a software update to make better use of to make people who are mad that they weren't getting their money's worth with the RAM. So I think that right now, and, and we're, we're basically capped at the Snapdragon 820, and then there's been some little bits in, of maybe the Snapdragon 821, and who knows what, what that will do. But I have no idea about what is the next generation, what's the next true leap, other than like all this dual camera, no headphone jack kind of stuff. That's the, those no, are kind it's of VR. The, it's it's the, all the Android stuff that's going to work with the, uh, Daydream, Dreamlight, Android Daydream. VR. Daydream. <laughs> Dreamlight. Oh, yeah. I guess so. But I, I would assume like a Snapdragon 820. Dieter's right. Dieter's better at gadgets than me. Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. But um, so, yeah, I guess you could see a wave of phones supporting VR and then just hold off for that. Yeah. I just like I. it's funny how much. But like hardware specs wise, like I feel like a, a Snapdragon 820 phone right now, I'm guessing all kind of the same. Would, would, would be able to qualify for it. And yes, the phones are mostly the same. I just feel like we went through this huge period where system level and feature level things on phones were like, everyone got so stoked about them all the time. You're like, the Droid 4 is coming. I love this keyboard layout. Or like, this phone will have a Tegra chip in it that will blow you away. I mean, it could be antenna, right? Like, 5G's coming. We'll just get better at... There's just a... uh, Tom Wheeler's out there running his mouth. (laughs) 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 That old Tom Wheeler Uh, Oh, Wheelsy Just (laughs) battling away about uh, 5G Spectrum No, he's going to open an option 5G Spectrum One thing I'm interested in And I I haven't heard anything about this specifically But there are some new things in 4G um, For like a a, You know how Bluetooth has a low energy There's Mm -hmm. kind of like a 4G, like an LTE low energy. That's kind oh, of yeah. It's uh, it's for Internet of Things stuff. I forget for, what it's called it's for Internet of Things. But it would be nice if your phone could go into that mode as yeah. part of your low power mode. It's like batteries are so terrible. We've moved to a place where like horrible battery life is just the standard. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're running. We're we, we That's most why of us get rid of the headphones. Most of us have phones in our pocket that have more pixels on the screen than our televisions do. It's ridiculous. I feel like there was a time, particularly the beginning of The Verge, when I would walk into rooms and like say that, and people were like, oh, it's huh. the future. And now I say that, and they're like, yeah, duh. 
not enough pixels, actually. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. More pixels, please. Like, this is a bad headset experience. Yeah, I just, that's the thing. Like, that we've just leveled off. It's really, all right, this is a segue. It's a down segue. Okay. Tell me about the gadget of the week. Okay. Um, well, Don't get it wrong. This, this, um, <laughs> this segment, now there's a lot of pressure. Don't get it wrong. This segment, as you know, is called Gadget Secret. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, my pick is the Furby Connect. Ooh. And wrong. <laughs> wow. I'm into it. Dieter, what's your situation? Uh, I think we should definitely talk about the Furby Connect because it's definitely my number two. But the number one gadget of the past week by a mile, by a country mile, by a thousand miles the is the Anki Cosmo. The Anki Cosmo robot. Oh, yeah. Thing's mm. amazing. Okay. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm changing the name from Gadget Secret. Okay. I thought it was Gadget Bonanza. Gadget Face-Off. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. Paul, you get 45 seconds to make your case. Uh-huh. Dieter, you get 45 seconds to make your case. Uh-huh. After the Verchast goes up tomorrow, a Twitter poll will be held. Okay. Mm. Applause a meter. Yeah, an Okay. Gadget Face-Off. Okay, Paul, I don't have a timer, so we're just going to... Just gonna loose it out. Forty-five seconds. I still like kind of like <laughs> talking hushed tones because it's really actually it's called Gadget Secret. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody about, about what you're about to listen to. <laughs> Wait, how, many, how much time do I have? I don't know. Go 45 silence. seconds. Oh, okay, yeah. okay Russell's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell's running a timer. Be careful. Teens are there to hack your Fur- timer. Furbies are real. We all know about Furbies. We all grew up with Furbies. We always wondered what Furbies are all about. And now Hasbro's like, Furbies should be part of the Internet of Things. They should connect over Bluetooth to an app. And so your child will have to like watch entertainment side by side with the Furby. Like the Furby is like, like a little coach to teach your child how to be a passive receptor to mass media. 15 seconds. That doesn't even need yeah, it. He's just mic dropped. The, the Cosmo's me. actually really cool, no, but it's God, like it's like, less, it's like less real. Fur, you know Furbies are Five coming seconds. for you. You know Furbies are going to be in Toys R Us looking at you with their little LCD eyes. Okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Time. Time. I really came back that second wave. <laughs> it's like that knife's in there. What if I twist it? All right. But wait, what is it like? Wait, 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 okay. wait. No, I a just convincing have... first round from Paul Miller. Okay. Dieter, are you prepared? Timekeeper. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, go. The Cosmo looks like an adorable little <laughs> truck crossed with the Wally, and it's got a little face on it, and it has a camera so it can recognize you, and it has an emotion engine so it like can like smile and like express emotion, and when it like wakes up from sleep, it gives itself a little shake like it's a little tiny dog, and then it can move around on the table, and then it can pick up stuff because it's got this little tiny bitty little dumb truck thing, and then kids can use it, and they can learn stuff about programming because that's a thing that apparently everything has to do, seconds. but whatever, it doesn't matter because it can pick up these little blocks and move around because it's a cute, cute, tiny little robot and it's only $160 to start uh, and, 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 and you should get one. Tough. Time. Really tough, that one. Yeah. Because on the one hand, you have the vision of a massive corporation teaching our youth to be passive consumers. Wait, mm. which one of those is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've heard it. The great secret gadget secret debate. Gadget secret. Debate secret. I do this segment every week. 
tomorrow, find us. When, when you're listening to this, in your car, on a plane, just remember. Definitely, if you're driving in your car, pull over, mm-hmm. open up Twitter, and look for the, the poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just, you know, tweet and drive. <laughs> don't, don't do that. A town in Colorado called Golden. Founded during the gold rush, it was home to miners who spent 12 hours a day in the frozen ground digging for gold. That land was rich in other resources. Coors Light. No, wait, Rocky Mountain Water. I see. So the, the land there was rich in other resources. Uh, Rocky Mountain Water that runs cold and clear. One man knew the value of that water. Mr. Coors, who I found out last week, real guy. Mm-hmm. Adolph Coors, real dude. 1873. Dolph, as I like to call him, settled in Golden to brew the finest beer that town had ever tasted. Um, again, they were miners who were outside 12 hours a day. They, All beer was good, but this was the best. Miners are grateful, as miners are wont to be, because when they sat down for a well-deserved banquet, Mr. Coors, Dolph, again, to his friends, brought a beer worthy of the occasion. That beer came to be known as the Banquet Beer. Coors, the Banquet Beer. Did you drink some? I like it. Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, with great beer comes great responsibility. I want to talk about Mr. Robot a little bit. And I want to talk about cybersecurity, and I want to talk about hacks, hacking. Mm -hmm. As you may know, uh, USA Network has a show called Mr. Robot. Pretty cool show. Pretty excited about it. Um, We're doing a bunch of stuff around and with Mr. Robot, the show, not the person. I don't want to, like, reveal spoilers. Are we, like, a friend of Mr. Robot? Yeah, he's a buddy. He's more of a dystopian robot than a cuddly emotion engine. Okay. Um, it's like, yeah, we're like child robots. Yeah. There's Mr. and Mrs. Robot, and we're child robots. So you're saying we're a biological offspring well, of no, I mean, Mr. Robot. No, like not biological because they're robots. Right. We're a distributed <laughs> autonomous <laughs> robot yeah. organization. Um, no, so Mr. Robot season two is coming. If you haven't seen season one, just like find it. All the file names are like torrent movie file names, so you'll feel cool no matter how you acquire it. Yeah. But, you know, do it the cool way. Feel um, <laughs> the beautiful. Uh, <laughs> anyway, season one was great. It was largely, like, the cool thing about Mr. Robot is they actually, like, try to make it real in tech, which is neat. Um, so we were interested in last season. This season, USA actually asked us to participate in a bunch of Mr. Robot stuff, which is cool. Um, so... Russell hosted a panel with one of the writers, yeah. Cora Donna. That was yesterday, the day before? That was Monday. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Monday. There's a pop-up shop. Was that where your panel was? Yeah, yeah. A 10th Ave and 19th Street. Right next to Google, which is sort of Perfect. like good placement for them. Yeah, G Corp. G Corp. That's great. <laughs> uh, so there's, if you're in New York, uh, running for the next week or so. I think so. It's yeah, a yeah, month. I think it might be the more. month. Yeah, it's the full. Uh, I don't know when the month started, but. Who does? It's pretty, I think it was pretty recent. Anyway, if you're in New York City sometime around this podcast, go to, it's called Story is the Store. Every month they change the story inside the store. This month, it's Mr. Robot with a bunch of gadgets and cool shit curated by The Verge. And so there's cool. a circuit breaker, like, yeah. right, like it'll, or actually, and they have books and you pick up the book and it shows you The Verge review of the book. Yeah. So a bunch like, of cool yeah. things. I, was just, I, I actually picked out about three quarters of those books myself. There you go. There uh, you go. Let's talk about Mr. Robot a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the cool things, so the panel, part of what was fun about it was we had this writer. I mean, he's the cybersecurity guy on the show. He has a background in in that and sort of worked with a lot of these things before he got into uh, Hollywood. And uh, 
you know, has was one of the writers on the show and also the cybersecurity guy. And we had him on stage with a bunch of sort of actual cybersecurity people. We had uh, Adrian, formerly The Verge, and uh, Molly Souter, who wrote this book about DDoS activism, and uh, Matt Mitchell, who does the Crypto Party uh, in Harlem, um, and is generally like a freelance security guy. Uh, and so he's sort of working like most directly with these things. Uh, and he is a super fan. Like he was super <laughs> into it and was also like pumping core for spoilers. Oh, man, and great. like, he was like, yeah, like the post credit sequence at the end was really like cryptic and we're not sure what it means. Like, are we going to find out what it means? Can you tell us what it means right now? Core was like pretty close to cracking. I could tell that there were things that he knew that he was close to saying, Ooh. but we couldn't keep the pressure on long enough. So he yeah. kept it inside. He was probably worried about the robots himself. I mean, he's, he's not at liberty to discuss these things. Well, it's impossible to like really talk about the season two without totally are spoiling we gonna, season are one. Are we going to do it? How, gonna where are we gonna, as someone who's never seen an episode of Mr. Robot. Yeah. yeah. So we can't. Could I just, oh, yeah. I just would love to hear, I, I don't mind if you spoil whatever. I can't. We, but, yeah. but pitch like, me on the show not being condescending about technology because like I avoid most nerd related things. So you would love this show because it is absolutely yeah, you not. really would. It's like dense with real nerd stuff mm-hmm. to the point where I, it's funny on Control Tweet I'm like there's Mr. Robot ads that I'm reading and I'm like these ads aren't even like doing it justice to like how nerdy it is. Like like just a like, major plot way. point of the first season is them using a Raspberry Pi to like hack something and the way they introduce it is he starts talking about it, and other character is like, "Yeah, we all know what a Raspberry Pi is," and they just move the fuck on. Like, yeah. it's that. There's a what, Dieter? What yeah. were you gonna say? I was gonna say, never in the show does anybody like pull up a picture and somebody says enhance. <laughs> enhance that zone. Wow. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, like, it's really. I don't know. I like it. Cool. Well, and I also think it gets to sort of the. There's like a weird vibe to a lot of these spaces where people like. I guess hacker spaces like there's when people are versed in this these tools in this culture there's like kind of a vibe that comes with it and it's sort of a very good exploration of that vibe so one of the interesting things of course said on the panel was he described it as a sense of defiance mm-hmm. that like part of what these tools are whether it's like you know just something as simple as someone's like no I am still using Linux like I am or or just sort of any of these things. There's a sense of of uh, like not accepting what you're supposed to do and sort of standing apart from these things and like, okay, how do we unpack that? And like the people who feel that the strongest, like the strongest of anyone, like how do those people behave? And and so I don't know. It was like an interesting lens into like both the show and also like the actual people who are living this life, right? Yeah. I mean, it's t- it's so hard to talk about this. That's why <laughs> you, wa- you should go watch I'll it. Like, watch um, but the central, here's what I'll say without mm-hmm. trying very hard not to spoil it. If you're in your car and you're listening to this and you don't want, you, no, no risk, just turn off your radio for 30 seconds. <laughs> turn off your radio and count to 30 and come back. Um, the thing that happens in season one is so momentous mm-hmm. that the big question about season two is like, how on earth will they continue? Mm. Right. And like, it's kind of that, but what you realize is the grounding in real, real technology is so deep that they actually have like many ways to go. 
mm. and maybe ignore that problem. I don't think they're going to ignore that problem, but I don't know. I'm trying very hard not to spoil it. It's very hard. Okay. Yeah. But it's like great. It's like a story. It's like a story of a guy. He's, like a, story uh, of a, guy. he's a really good hacker. It's he's not friends about, with a bunch of other hackers. It's not about technology. It's about people. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like everything they do is like deeply grounded. I did a panel with Corridana, who's yeah, one yeah. of the writers on the show at CES, and it was me and his two security consultants, mm. and it was a room full of IT security consultants, and like the audience was wrapped because they were like, "Here's how we do the process." Like I tell them about real, real heists. Yeah, real heists. There's got to be a Bitcoin heist in this season. I do. Do we think anyone? Owns Bitcoin in this. You would need a character who is like in into Bitcoin. I'm sure at some point they, they got that, a lot that, of new that people. Takes, that takes two seconds to introduce somebody. No, no, but it's, it's like, like the, yeah, I'm into- yeah. I hacked. Yeah, probably. I mean, we'll hear Bitcoin wallet. One assumes, yeah. right? It's just really hard not to spoil the shit. <laughs> I'm like thinking about it over and over again. Like, I want to talk about it because it's so cool and we're doing a bunch of stuff. And right. like, there's a big thing that we're doing. There's a big. I'm like, I can't say what it is. Man, so many big things. So many big things. So this segment of the Vergecast is really just empty hype. Right. Yeah. For Mr. I get it. I get it. I'm into it. You're in the pocket of Big Robot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. I think that's the show. A short one. Again, not a terribly newsy week. We haven't talked about the headphone jack. I literally have done four podcasts with this fucking headphone jack. I think think they're going to switch to talk about headphone jacks. I think they're going to switch to quarter inch. It'd be amazing. <laughs> That's my prediction. What if like so, just a richer sound through quarter? I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this out there, and I know that it's, it got uh, put warmer. out there. We're gonna talk about headphone jacks. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna put this out there uh, because I know I, I just listened to Control Alt Delete, and it was floated there. I am very angry about taking away the headphone jack, but if Apple switches away from Lightning to USB C at the same time for the iPhone, yes. I will accept it. Zero possibility of this happening. I would, of I, course. That's like a handshake deal right there. What? Who are you handshaking with? Like Apple. Tim <laughs> Cook. Tim Cook. Tim, if you're listening, you got a deal, buddy. I bet he's got a great handshake. Oh man. I feel like you don't become a CEO of a company without having a pretty good handshake. Yeah. It's like one of the important skills. How cool would that be if like a CEO retired and wrote all, uh, like a. a 300 page book on how to shake hands. Wait, hold on, I'm Googling. Yeah, I would read that. <laughs> I feel like Tim's more of a hugger. How to shake hands. Mm. Wow, this is the best wiki how in history. How to shake hands. How to shake hands, <laughs> colon, six steps, parentheses, with pictures. Yeah, finally. Uh, you, guys, you guys know how I learned to shake hands from a, a movie called uh, oh, My Life? Awful. With um, Nicole Kidman and um, what's his name? Batman, the the one is, true Batman. Is that the one where he dies? Can I just point this? It's out? the one where he dies and he like leaves advice. He like uh, videotapes himself uh, a bunch to leave advice for his unborn child because uh, he knows he's going to die. That's and bleak. in that in that thing, he explains how to hand, shake a hand. Well, how do you do can, it? Can I wait? Can I just say something? Okay, Neil, yeah. do your thing. But then Adidas is going to tell us how to shake hands. How to shake hands? Right. Six steps with picture. Picture is so successful for WikiHow that they hit it again. And the second Google result is how to have an effective handshake. Seven steps. We got to get in on this. We got to do. We, we got to do more handshake coverage. All right, Dieter, what were you saying? How do you shake hands? You you got to suss out the room first of all. And if uh, if it looks like a, a really ag- aggressive, boisterous person, you got to establish dominance early. And sometimes that means you start the handshake from as much as like five feet away. Just like put your hand out, like I'm coming in, and then shake, firm grip. Make sure that you attack. Watch the elbow attack with the 
the the web of your thumb so that you're getting in there and you don't end up just having somebody grab your fingers. That's the most important thing is you got to get in there so that somebody can't trick you and grab just your fingers and then they control you. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I hate it when that finger control happens. I do the, oh, man, I do the I, double it's, hand. It's bad. Because this is a different movie being there where the guy just does double handshakes and people assume that he's important even though he's sort oh. of a Forrest Gump figure. Is this, is this the handshake where you, you take the second hand and, and apply it yeah. to the forearm? No, yeah. no, it's not the forearm. It's just the, the back of the hand and because he sees the president doing it and then they're like, it's like a very like 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 warm sort of reassuring thing. And uh, then is it is it two pumps? I just want to hear... Two pumps, well, no, step, two pumps step, three max. Step six here is shake up and down no more than two or three times and avoid excessive pumping. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to point Words out... Words to live by. Step, this is good life advice. Step five of this WikiHow, and I don't know how this podcast got here, but <laughs> step five, keep your hand perpendicular to the ground. Do not roll the handshake sideways. Oh... <laughs> Ooh. Here's another question. Here's another question. That's Fuck, known as on the unless, flip side. Unless you're no, like, if you're Just pulling here. them in, if you're <laughs> pulling them in to punch them, if you're like if you're like doing some like Mortal Kombat shit, right? It's the No, you can. Nope. You have to twist it. What 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 if you if you have sweaty hands, right? I have sweaty hands. Is it better if you have sweaty hands and don't shake hands? Is it just better like an elbow bump? Is it better to shake hands? So you're saying just don't shake hands? Because I'm saying, do you shake hands with sweaty hands? Do they see you wipe them on your jeans, or do you, you just just, just leave the room? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember TechCrunch's anti-handshake? This was like in the Arrington years. Yeah. Arrington was like, I don't shake hands. I don't. I think handshaking is a barbaric practice. And then it became like, you know, I think in the in like OG blogging, like the the tactic was to have a couple idiosyncrasies that you could like inflict on your audience so that you were like unique. Mm -hmm. And that was one of his. And it's like he was like, yeah, like germs, disease. This is a medieval custom. Right. I don't need to show you that I'm not armed. And like it became. And then people still shake hands. He wasn't big enough to end handshaking. Yeah. Do you know how but else he take a shot at hands? It? Donald Trump. Really? Man, well, there you go. Really. So, just putting that out there. Yeah. That's hmm. the group of people. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like I've learned something. In 1873, Golden, Colorado was home to miners searching for gold. And when the miners sat down for a well-deserved banquet, Mr. Coors brought a beer worthy of the occasion. That beer came to be known as Coors, the banquet beer. Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, with great beer. It was great responsibility. That's our show, everybody. Um, it was a weird one. It was emotional. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this uh, is in the only way that you can be listening to this pre-recorded, there's a weird edit that we made towards the end there where we deleted a huge reveal. And I encourage you to continue listening to this show and other shows. Did reading the website <laughs> for what that <laughs> reveal is. I feel I like the federal agents were maybe a little much, but... <laughs> But I want to say it's like the sort of thing episode. that you should be like scrubbing through your podcast to see if you can find the edit. No, it's not there. It's not worth that. Andrew is quite frankly too talented for you to figure that out anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we should try anyway. Paul no, is the try. same person at the end of the podcast that he began. It's not a different Paul. Are you sure? Don't try to figure out where Paul became Paul Why Prime. Is Paul Irish now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, I think next week is going to be pretty quiet too, right? What's happening next week? It's 4th of July, no news. Here's what we need from you. Mm. Just tweet at us. My God, tweet at us. Tell us what we need to talk the about. The poll. Take the poll. Take the poll. Mm. Vote for your favorite robot. 
Tell us. Uh, official word is that the poll is going to be on the post on TheVerge.com that goes along Ooh. with this podcast. There so look go. for it there. Done and done. Uh, tell us what to talk about next week. I'm at Reckless. Dieter's at Backlon. Paul's at Future Paul. Russell's at Russell Brandom. Lauren yep. Good, usurper, is at Lauren Good. <laughs> Master of nougat. <laughs> Master of nougat. Uh, yeah, we're just looking. We just need some, we need some Thursday stuff. Paul needs gadget secrets. Mm-hmm. It's time. Uh, you can also follow The Verge on Twitter, at Verge, Snapchat, we're Verge, Instagram, at Verge. Pattern here. Follow it. And then follow us. And then go to iTunes, your favorite app, and give us five stars. I think those are instructions we can all follow. Also, there's a whole bunch of other stuff to listen to. What's Tech with Chris Plant, Control-Alt-Delete with me and Walt Mossberg, Verge ESP with Emily and Liz, which is wonderful. Uh, and on the Recode side, Lauren has Too Embarrassed to Ask, Kara Swisher, has Recode Decode, Peter Kafka, one of the best podcasts around, in my opinion, Recode Media. Listen to all of those, too. Then come back and listen to this show again, and then listen to those again, mm. and then tweet at us. And, and then follow us life. on Instagram. That's your life now. <laughs> Get a Furby Connect. Set it up in front of the speakers and watch him yeah. lead you through our content. we got to look into uh, uh, Furby. Furby integration. Furby yeah. distribution. That's the hot new platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those iTunes, are valuable. You, Furby, you, don't, you don't matter iTunes.com slash The Verge. Mm-hmm. Build it beautiful. Drink it good. Be responsible. Yeah, that's Rock and roll. Rock words and roll. to live by. Paul. Paul. That was a real chill episode. Andrew, we should cut out that whole thing. <laughs>